helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. Kia ora and hi, I'm Craig Johns, and this is episode 85 of the Active CEO Podcast. Today, we are decoding the next segment of breaking the CEO code. Today, we are talking about CEO periodization, the first P of the three P's of the leadership performance formula. We will discuss how to raise your energy bar with CEO periodization. So what is CEO periodization? Well, simply it allows you to proactively plan your rest and recovery from a daily to career basis. But before we do that, let's do a quick recap on phase two of breaking the CEO code, which was called performance. So in episode 83 of the Active CEO podcast, we discussed the three P's of the leadership performance formula, which are CEO periodization, CEO presence, and CEO performance. So as I mentioned before, we're gonna focus on periodization today. Now it originated from cataloging books based on periods of time. And this is way back in the uh, 1900s. And in sport, it's used to segment a block of training into periods of workload and rest. CEO periodization is all about that proactive planning and scheduling of rest and recovery on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and even a whole career basis. You know, these are the five levels of CEO periodization periodization, which are relevant to the period of time you're planning for your your period of work. It might be a project. Uh, If you are an athlete or a speaker, it might be leading up to a major event. But however, for a CEO or an influencer, you're probably gonna have periods where you need to come up and down depending on travel, uh, stress, projects, other things happening in your life where you have to be able to manage those things. However, if you don't, proactively plan your rest and recovery, you can end up in a whole lot of trouble. And I found that out firsthand. So I was working 70 to 80 hours a week out for 302 days straight. And this is only seven years ago. And what was happening is I had stopped exercising. I was, I'd put on 14 kgs. I was eating poorly and only sleeping about four to five hours a night. So I wasn't proactively looking after my mind and body and allowing it to take a chance to recover. So that led to uh, flatlining in hospital um, and you know really scaring my wife and, and obviously myself. And at that time, that's where breaking the CEO code was actually formed. That was where it was birthed. It was in hospital while I'm there, um, you know, around day seven and I'm just going, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I cannot continue to redline it 100% of the time. You know, it was affecting both my performance, it was affecting my team and, you know, probably most importantly, it was actually affecting those really important to me like my wife and family. So I had to take stock at that point. And that was when I realized I needed to periodize my energy, I needed to enhance my presence, and I needed to improve my performance habits, hence the three Ps of the leadership performance formula. 
So today we're going to, you know, we go through from a daily through to that career basis, but we're going to start with career and work backwards. So question for you, uh, you know, when you look at your career, for most of you, you're probably going, okay, well, I've probably got 40 years, maybe 45, sometimes 50 years in a career. That's a hell of a long time. You know, do you really think that you can continuously work hard and deliver at a really high performance level with great productivity for a whole 40 to 50 years? I doubt you can. And well, actually, I know you can't. And you will know as well. So from a daily, uh, from a career basis, you know, you can't even go full throttle for 11 to 12 months each year without expecting to get sick, fatigued, and crash and burn, so to speak. Now, I have a great friend of mine, Anne Gripper, and she's one of the leading sport administrators in Australia and you know around the world. She's highly renowned. And she does something very, very clever, which I absolutely love. She takes one year off after every five years of work. That's right, you heard right. She takes a whole year off after every five years of work. It's not a sabbatical. You know, No one's paying her to do that, uh, which generally happens in a company if you've been there for seven years or, or longer. No, she purposely goes, okay, I'm taking a contract for five years. I'll give my full energy um, support, you know, and, and full focus on that for that period of time. However, I already know that I've got this one year off. Now, you may call it a mini retirement or something quite similar. So what she has done is she's now into her fourth cycle. So she's spent one of those years off to study her master's in sport management. And she did it over in Lausanne, Switzerland. The second time she created a charitable foundation for the June Carnivan uh, Foundation. Uh, it was pretty amazing, right? So she built this philanthropy um, aspect. And then the most recent one, she took a friend and they cycled around the world, right? So incredible, you know, took the year off. So she's pretty much having a mini retirement. Uh, for some people, it might sound quite a long time actually, but a mini retirement every uh, six years. So five years working, one year off. So that's pretty impressive. Now, you know, over the uh, the weekend, I was at the Speakers Tribe Global Conference and they had Dale Beaumont there. Now, Dale Beaumont is, you know, kind of a, a real leader in the personal development space, especially when you were talking about how you utilize technology and to grow your businesses and, and leadership as well. Now, what he's been able to do I th- for the last 10 years is he actually works two months and then has a whole month off. And he repeats that. So two months on, one month off. Very, very clever. So he's actually looking at how he manages his his performance over a career basis by doing that on a yearly uh, level. So pretty fascinating, right? So he actually takes his family, his children, and they go to a new place around the world. So I believe he's up around 80 something countries he mentioned that he's seen in the world, and they want to reach 150, right? I don't know why he doesn't go for 213, which I think is the the number of countries in the world. So if you're going to go 150, might as well go the whole hog and go 213 is what I say. So that's, uh, you know, quite impressive. So if you look at it from the second kind of way you can look at CEO periodization, and that is from a yearly point of view. And so how do you plan your workload and recovery? Because what we quite often we'll see is people will continue to see take on more work. Um, quite often they will sleep less and go, yeah, I'll make it up some other time. 
they will reduce things like exercise and they will negate their personal performance. But what happens if you continuously do that over a you know, 11 month or a, or a whole year basis, your, the consequence is your body naturally adjusts to it and you don't recognize it until it's too late. You know, so have you ever noticed that you get sick sometimes when you go on holiday? Uh, so what the body does is it protects you, but it's so gradual, the body's just adapting, so you don't know what's going on. Now, if we look at it from a year basis, why can't you plan it so that you have, um, say you work three months and then have one month easy, or three months on, and then you have one month holiday, whatever it may be. However, you can't just continuously go full throttle, 100% redlining it like I did, because you're gonna crash and burn. It will happen. So how do you look at uh, that aspect? Now, something that works really, really well in the athletic world, and we've also, we've tested this, tried this in business, I do it myself, is actually you start with a work to rest ratio of three to one. So say you work three months, which is quite intense, it might be based around a project. Now, how often do you hear a 90-day project? And then you have one month, which is either you're going to take time off and go on holiday, or you're gonna reduce that workload. So you might go from working you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and you might reduce the number of hours you're working. Or you can reduce the stress loads that are happening at work. So you can look at, all right, well, I'm going to uh, use that month to debrief and maybe plan something else rather than just be layering on more projects, more meetings, more travel, and just smashing yourself because it, it will hit you, right? So you will need to make sure that you are sustaining a high level of performance throughout that year. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that shortly. And, you know, so th there's a great way to do that. And, you know, for most people, three months on, one month easy, three months on, one month easy is something that they can manage. Now, sometimes you might need to go a bit longer. So if we look at that work to rest ratio, if you need to work, say, five or six months on a project, then you need to look at more than one month of down you know, of easier work or holiday. You need to look at, say, up to two months of doing that. And that's how your body will recharge. Okay, so let's look at a monthly level. So we can break a month into four weeks and we can look at it from this. So the first three weeks can be more intense, you have higher levels of stress, you might travel regularly, and then you have one week where you schedule no meetings, no travel, you work less hours, and spend time with your children or those most important to you. Um, and, and some people may even you know, take that time off as well. But it's, you've really got to pull back that that stress load on your body because it accumulates, and then when it hits you, it hits you real hard, and you don't want to end up in hospital like I did. And so, if we look at that from a, we're gonna, I'm going to bring in another term here, which is called performance oscillation. So it's something I've created, which shows you how your your performance rises and falls depending on your work and stress and your rest and recovery. All right, so. Uh, that comes up and down. Now, a high performer will sustain small oscillations because there's no way you can sustain 100% energy and performance levels all the time. So you, you will come up and will come down. The thing is you want to manage the down so they're not, they don't go too far. So the small oscillations is really important. Now, however, if you are in 
a, a, in a role where there's a big project, there's a big performance coming up, say you're an athlete and you're really going for something, then you might have some periods where you drop down quite a bit. Now, as we mentioned before, the further you go down, so the more stress and work, the greater the recovery you need to get your performance back to where you need it. Now, so if you look at athletes, for instance, they will do a big block of training and then they will do what they call a taper. So taper is where they take off, taper the work and stress load. So they reduce the, the level there and they allow more rest and recovery to come up. And then when they come up, they perform at a higher level than what they ever did before because performance is all about recovery. Yes, that's right, you heard that right. Performance occurs during recovery. Yes, you must do the work first, but the actual gains don't come from the work and stress, they come from recovery. And that's how you need to focus on yourself as a CEO. And we can actually take that CEO word and change it from chief executive officer to chief energy officer. Because what you're doing is planning, scheduling, and managing your energy. Now that's for anyone, anyone, everyone is a CEO. Everyone is a chief energy officer. With, and it's for yourself and it's for the people you're working with. So if you're an influencer, you control that energy. So you've got to be the chief energy officer. You need to be the CEO of that energy and make sure you manage it effectively. All right, let's take this down to a week level. You plan your recovery throughout the week. You know, just like you're, you're hearing things in the market right now, which are going really well. So you hear about the four day work week, the six hour day, um, you may have even heard of people taking a break on a Wednesday for half a day and playing golf. Now, it's very clever, actually. So what they're doing is they're periodizing their week to give them some, some recovery partway through. So how can you look at your week and go, okay, well, how can I maybe work um, sort of two to three days and then have half a day off or whatever it may be? And then how can I work a bit more and then recover as well. So it's looking at how you, you sort of manage those levels of energy and performance through that entire week. Now, we're seeing a lot of people who think it's great to go out and work six days a week. We know entrepreneurs work seven days a week. Is that really sustainable? Do you really think that you are performing at your best every single day? It's a great question. It's a question you need to ask yourself. So you've got to be able to manage it. That's, you know, that's why we have a weekend. That's why we're now seeing greater productivity and performance from people who are on a four day week or a six hour day or someone who actually breaks the week up. You know, if you look at a Olympic swimmer, you know, they're probably training up to, you know, between 30 and 40 hours a week between in the pool and also in the gym and, and the other strategies around recovery and uh, massage, etc. However, they won't do that every, you know, they won't go back to back every single day full on energy. They will generally go, uh, so two to three sessions on a Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday will either be one to two sessions. So they reduce the workload and stress on the Wednesday. And then say Thursday, Friday will be full on again, and then Friday, uh, Saturday might just be one to two sessions again. And then they're likely to have Sunday off. So they're managing that rest and recovery with their workload and stress throughout that week. Let's take it down to an even lower level. Let's go real, let's go real deep here. So let's go into a daily point of view. 
Now, many people will continuously work throughout the day for long periods of time without even taking a break. Now, there's plenty of evidence and research out there uh, that have looked at it from different angles. And we can only effectively concentrate and hold high levels of productivity for somewhere around 45 to 90 minutes. Now, from the, there's some research out there, it's called the 52 minutes to 17, uh, which is a three to one work to rest ratio. So if you work, say, 45 minutes um, of high levels of productivity, you need around 15 minutes of downtime. You need to back off what you're doing. So either change task, you either go for a walk. Um, if you think about people who take a smoko break, <laughs> bad for the health, having a smoke, However, they're probably spending about 10 to 15 minutes where they're unwinding, they're having a chit chat, they're giving their mind and body, well, rephrase that, they're probably giving their mind a bit of relaxation, but probably not so well for their body. But so for people who don't have a routine or something like that where they go out and have a habit where they go for a smoke, you can go for a walk. Now, some people do this with coffees. So they'll work for around that 45, 50 60 minutes and then they'll take some time off. Now, obviously if you go up to 90 minutes, then you're looking at about 30 minutes of downtime. So, and that's important. It's not sitting there checking your social media and checking your emails while you're going for a walk. It is actually allowing that mind and body a chance to recover. Um, I know people that get up and stretch, um, people get up and get moving, right? So it's all about disrupting where you're currently at, to give your mind a break and your body. And then when you come back to it, you can go back at full productivity for another period of say 45 minutes to 90 minutes. So that's how CEO periodization works. So my question to you is, and, and I suppose something for you to do is have a look. Okay, we'll start with a career basis. Map out what you've done for the last you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, depending on how old you are and how long you've been working, and go, how often did I actually take real periods of rest and recovery during that time? It may even be forced, right? So how often did I get sick where I was forced to take a few weeks off work or forced to um, spend time where I was totally unfocused at work? And look at that and go, okay, well, what am I planning over the next uh, rest of my career? All right, I've got, you might have 30 years left in your career or you might have 10. Well, how are you going to plan that? And put it in place now, schedule it now. Because if you set an intention, set the intention, you will then start to change and shape and put routines and habits in place to achieve it. Okay, it requires a bit of discipline. Now, if you don't have that self-discipline, I highly recommend that you get a coach that can keep you accountable. All right, you can then start to look at, okay, what's happening over the next year? For some of you, that might be a lot easier to do. What are your plans? When are you going to take recovery? When are you going to have your holidays? And not just one after, at the end of the year for Christmas, where you take four weeks off. How are you going to mentally, physically, spiritually recover throughout that year to ensure that you can sustain high levels of performance and productivity? Then start breaking it down into a month and go, okay, well, what's happening the next month? All right, I'm gonna start blocking out the fourth week of every month. Start with that. If you if there's things on that are already planned, then you may need to shuffle that around. But as I said, 
the, the longer you go without recovery, the greater the recovery period needs to be. Keep that three to one work to rest ratio in mind, really important. And then you can start doing this on a weekly basis, right? So if you wanna perform at a high level as an influencer, as a CEO, you know, a chief energy officer, then it's a good idea to actually plan what you're going to do. So you might do this on a Friday. So you plan the whole week, the whole next week out. And then when you come back to Friday, then you can do a debrief. How did it work? You can rate it. So you can rate, how was my quality of sleep? How was my quality of exercise, nutrition, um, your mind? Uh, and is a, you can go a lot deeper into that and we can talk about that um, in another episode. So it's how do you manage that really, really well? And you know, and then we get down to that phase of a daily. Okay, what do you need reminders on your computer? You know, some people do this at 10 to 10, 10 to 11, etc. They They set the thing so it gives them the, that reminder to go take a break. And you've got to be disciplined on this. You have to be disciplined because it is so easy to overdo it. You know, the great question for you is, have you ever overdone it in your life for all the right reasons? Thought provoking, right? How many times have we overdone it for the right reasons? Because generally we're, we've got good intention but we haven't proactively planned our rest and recovery so we can perform at that high level. All right, so we've talked about today around CEO periodization, and that allows you to proactively plan your rest and recovery from a daily to career basis so you can sustain higher levels of average performance throughout a year so you can be the best version of yourself. You can be the best influencer, the best leader, the best chief energy officer. So that's CEO periodization. In the next episode of Breaking the CEO Code, so in episode 87, we're going to be talking around CEO presence. And this is a lot around focus and how you turn up and show up when you go to meetings, uh, when you're interacting with other people. It's a very powerful uh, thing, the CEO presence. So we're gonna be talking about that. A little bit of body language, a little bit of nonverbal communication in there as well. So get set for that. That'll come out in just over a week's time and I hope everything is going well. So remember, if you found something really useful and valuable today, please make sure that you share that with someone who, who needs help with this. You know, Who is someone you know that is just pushing the boundaries way too much? They're going, they're going overboard and you can see it happen. You can see them fatiguing and they're just not getting that rest and recovery in. So share it with them. And then you know, feel free to put comments in there. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you learn from this and what things you're going to proactively implement in the future because we need you to be the chief energy officer who is sustaining a, a high level of performance. So this is uh, the Active CEO podcast and we've been talking about breaking the CEO code which is all about transforming influences into being high performing leaders. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. Join the Active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's nrg2perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to Perform. 
leave a review on iTunes, drop us a line with your feedback and questions, and connect with us on the NRG to Perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.